Hi, and welcome to the Moon Lady Divination Podcast, where we combine the magical with the practical. I'm your host, Mallory Matherin, an intuitive, eclectic witch, astrologer, psychic medium, and Akashic Records reader. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you stay well. Let's chat. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Moon Lady Divination Podcast. Finally got this done. Saturn and Pisces had to kind of kick my proverbial ass cheeks to get this going. <laughs> Saturn, Saturn, uh, Saturn is such an amazing, interesting um, planet. It's a malefic, which means that it can bring the pain. I feel like Saturn is a malefic in the sense of um, don't start none, won't be none. In a sense, um, Saturn brings us discipline and it makes us responsible. It makes us mature. It shows us what has been happening that is not working. You know, Saturn is the planet that does all of this. And I low-key love Saturn for this. I low-key love Saturn for that because Saturn is the friend that will tell you the truth even though you might not be ready to hear the truth right now. And you know what? That's okay. That is okay. <laughs> we need friends like that. We do. We need friends like that. And Saturn is that friend. Okay. So let's talk about it. Saturn in Pisces. So Saturn moves into Pisces on March 7th, 2023. And it stays there until February 13th, 2026. Oh, right before Valentine's Day. Perfect. What an amazing Valentine's Day gift for all of us from Saturn when it moves into Aries on February 14th, 2026. So let's talk about this. Let's first talk about Saturn and Aquarius. So Saturn has been in Aquarius since 2020. So what is Saturn and Aquarius? I mean, if you've been living under a rock, you will remember that we've been in a pandemic, probably still in this technically. We've been going through lockdown, restrictions on our social interactions, on who we can see, what we can do. That's all Saturn and Aquarius, baby. I mean, <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Saturn in Aquarius was an interesting one. I mean, it all those restrictions, you know, actually from powers that be, government, um, it was really a time for us to sit with how we connect with community. If we think about it, the North Node was also in Gemini. Again, another air sign energy, Gemini and Aquarius. They, they're BFFs. They hang out. They like each other. They know each other. They're like, yeah, she's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. And those energies together had us on the internet. I mean, how else could we connect with each other if not on social media? So North Node and Gemini propelled us to really push the, I guess, the boundaries of social media before that. Before that, yes, people were using social media, but we weren't like doing online courses, you know, it was all about being in person and, you know, I've been working as a healer and astrologer, I've been working, I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I worked for a few healing spaces 
um, before the pandemic. And, you know, your girl was running around, you know, she had sessions here. She had sessions at Hill Hall. She had sessions at Minka. Like it was, I was going from one side of Brooklyn to the other. It was, it was a lot. And when the pandemic happened, that all stopped, you know, not just for me, but for everyone. So Saturn and Aquarius helped us to reconfigure and restructure how we connect to community, right? We couldn't go out and see people. So we had to find another way. So Saturn Aquarius with that North Node in Gemini, the North Node being our life focus collectively in Gemini was all about communication. I mean, of course the social media would have a boom. TikTok had a boom. I mean, TikTok was a um, an app that was already, you know, it was quite well known, but it became, it had a boost during the pandemic because people, it was heavy. It was, it was sad. It was depressing. All this shit was happening in the world, protests, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement had to um, happen because it was almost like we were living in like, we went back a hundred years in the um, United States. So it was, it was sad out there. It was depressing. So I feel like apps like TikTok really boosted and really pushed um, this energy of lightness and you know, like, let's just be like teenagers again and just hang out in our rooms and like dance and to trendy songs and just talk about like meaningless stuff. You know, it was, it was like, I guess a golden age, I guess, in the sense of um, social media. TikTok definitely had a boom. And that was Saturn and Aquarius. That was all that. It was Saturn Aquarius, Northern Gemini. That connection really pushed us to communicate in ways that we would never have in the past, right? I doubt that pre-pandemic, a lot of us, me included, myself included, would have been on TikTok. I didn't do the dances. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm Gen Gen X. I'm not gonna do the dances, but you know, it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun to see. Fun to participate in. And it really pushed the limits of what we can um, do with social media, right? Saturn Aquarius, of course, like I said, of course, it's a social unrest. This was a big focus for Saturn Aquarius. We're going to see this as well as I go through my Saturn, um, I don't know, uh, podcast series. I'm really interested in this. We will be looking at the Saturn return next and then um, just kind of talking about Saturn and Pluto. March is a big month this year. Pluto goes into Aquarius, Saturn goes into Pisces. And this shift is really big politically. As we know, the United States in particular is having their Pluto return, which means that Pluto is coming back, is backtracking, and is like kind of kicking ass a little bit. It's like did you did you transform the way I thought you would transform? Did you shift the things I thought you would shift? We had over 200 years to do this. And as you can see, we have not. <laughs> so Pluto is bringing the pain. Pluto brings the pain. But that's another episode. So anyway, Saturn in Pisces, we will see as I go through a backtrack that um, collectively Saturn and Aquarius happens when there is political unrest. Saturn and Pisces um, happened in terms of the 60s, 1960s, 1993. We had a lot of political movements happen that um, even the score, I have to feel like Saturn and Pisces sees the collective as a whole. It doesn't see people as 
you know, them and us. It sees us like we are one. We're all human beings. Like, why are you treating this group of people differently from this group of people? It's ridiculous. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It encompasses all of the energies and it thinks far beyond what we can possibly imagine as human beings. So I will get into that a little bit later because that's really important. And we're going to see a lot of these changes as well with Saturn and Pisces is going to be another collective, you know, kick in the ass where it's like Saturn asking us, like, did we learn our lessons? Are we still seeing human beings as an us versus them situation? And I feel like when Saturn was in Aquarius, in the 60s, early 60s, this was a civil rights movement, mainly focused around um, Black people, people of color um, in the United States. And this time around, we're still doing that, which is crazy. We're still fighting for rights as Black people and people of color. But now we also have the LGBTQIA community, transgender people, um, women, still fighting for our rights, which is crazy. But we will talk about this because this is all Saturn. This is all Saturn bringing the justice. Okay. So the week before Saturn moves into Pisces, so that would be March 7th. So I'm recording this on February 28th. So this week, Saturn will be at 29 degrees Aquarius. So why is 29 degrees important? It's important <laughs> because it is called an anoretic degree. That's a big word. That's a big word, anoretic. So an anoretic degree is technically the last degree of a sign, planet, or placement seen between 29.0000 degrees up until 29.59.59 degrees. So pretty much it's the degree before we move to 30 degrees. So why is 30 important? 30 is the amount of degrees that each sign has in a house. So this anoretic degree forms a deep sense of urgency and movement. It can be debilitating and overwhelming. I mean, this is a lot. I had to see the 29th degree as if you have an iPhone, if you're trying to change the apps on your phone, like the location of the apps, and you press it and it kind of starts shaking and it starts trembling. And it's just like, oh shit, like she's gonna move us. Like that's the 29th degree. The 29th degree is like, um, oh no, we're changing. Let me amp it up. You know, it's like the toddler that refuses to go to bed. It's like, let me cause a scene. Let me scream my head off because I don't wanna change what I'm doing. I don't wanna stop playing. I don't wanna go to bed. And that's what an anoretic degree is. It's like, it's like, the sign is acting out and overdoing it because it knows it's moving into another sign. So Saturn, um, we're gonna look at Saturn at 29 degrees and then Aquarius at 29 degrees separately. So with Saturn at 29 degrees, every time this happens, because it happens every two and a half years, what we're learning as a collective is how to get organized, how to follow through, how to tap into our discipline. Um, yeah, Saturn's not having it. You know, Saturn wants to know that we're on the up and up. And this is collectively as well as individually. So if you've been feeling the need to get organized and disciplined this past week and a half, two weeks, this is Saturn and anaerobic degree of 29 degrees. 
It's also focusing on our pessimism. Like Saturn is a cold planet. Saturn and Pluto, anything, any planets that are far away from the sun, the further they are, the outer planets, they get cold because, you know, the sun is hot. The sun is hot. So if you're away from the sun, it's going to be a colder, colder energy. And Saturn can be connected a lot to melancholy and pessimism. And Saturn at 29 degrees is asking us to, you know, kind of like have a look at that. Like, how can you be pessimistic about showing up to be living in this, you know, existence? I'm not saying we have to be like frolicking in the woods and jumping around and happy-go-lucky, but Saturn really wants us to have a look at how we've been down on ourselves and maybe down on others, really just on this negative stance, you know, it's not cute, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just not, and we, I'm saying it's not just for a look apparent, I mean, it's really good to have a look at this for ourselves, like, where have we been just like, down on things. And I'm saying this as I'm an Aquarius as well. And I feel like a lot of Aquariuses from what I've seen, um, my friends and people I've seen on social media, a lot of Aquariuses have just been taking a break. I mean, Saturn has been in our sign. It's been kicking our butt. It's been, you know, kind of putting a damper on that Aquarius, you know, let's heal the world thing that we're normally on. So I feel it. I've been there. I'm here. I'm still here, right? I'm trying to get out of this. And that's not about getting, I mean, say get out of it, but it's more about going through it and seeing that, yes, the world has its shit moments and people and experiences, but it also has some good stuff too. And it also has some amazing people and amazing experiences. And it's about a balance with that. So that's my take on Saturn at 29. Last but not least, it's also asking us to see connecting to the pessimism where we sabotage ourselves. Um, Saturn, it, it can be an external restriction, but it can also be an internal restriction. So what that means is that it can show us where, say, the government is raising their interest rates, where we have a hard time paying back credit card loans or credit card debt. But it can also show internally where we sabotage ourselves and hold ourselves back. We compare ourselves to others or um, not really take responsibility for where we are in life. So yeah, it's a dash of hard, cold, hard, cold truth is Saturn. That's Saturn. So how do we get through this? We learn to our limitations. We're honest with ourselves. We accept these and we figure out strategies to work through this. We make plans accordingly. We practice diligence. We work with integrity. That's all about Saturn. Saturn's all about integrity. We deal with our ambitions, our frustrations. We take real steps to make them come to fruition, right? Patience, discipline, patience and discipline. If you are Saturn ruled, this means that you have Capricorn rising or you have Capricorn or Saturn prominently um, (laughs) placed in your chart or have a 10th house, you know what I'm talking about. It's all about patience for you. It's all about discipline and Saturn will have nothing less. Asking for help when we need it 
Saturn's all about that. Saturn's not about having us do it by ourselves. You know, Saturn's like, if you need the help, ask for help. I'm here. I got you. Uh, yeah, paying close attention to our health as well. This is also a big thing for Saturn. Um, Saturn primarily connects to our knees, our skin, our bones, and our teeth. So definitely getting all of those things checked out because, yeah, we talk about Saturn and Pisces because we're adding in all of those things I mentioned before, but also with Pisces, we have the feet, we have connections to, um, the other world, so possibly energies with, um, you know, strokes and aneurysms, um, anything that kind of takes you out of this realm. So it's really important to get checked for any of those things. So let's move to anoretic Aquarius. So <laughs> I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick now. So um, at 29 degrees Aquarius, it's pretty much, long story short, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You've ever heard that saying? I've heard that saying before. I'm an Aquarius sun and I hear it all the time. I feel it all the time. I keep feeling like I have to change the game. I don't have to do things the way other people are doing it because it's so boring and it's so tried. It's like tried and true is boring. That's not always the case. 29 degrees Aquarius is realizing that um, sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, why would you go through jumping through hoops? to recreate this new thing when the thing is thinging, you know, the thing is working. <laughs> Why are you changing and shifting? Um, like work within that, that threshold, work within those traditions and just put your own spin on it. Right. So this 29 degree Aquarius is, is asking us like, where are we trying to like, you know, make fetch happen, you know, like <laughs> we cannot make fetch happen. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I just feel like, especially like I said, I'm an Aquarius. So I'm speaking from my own experiences that it's okay to fall in line with some traditions, some things that work. Like if you have a template or an idea, like, yes, think beyond the, the usual, but if, some of a system works, work within that system, just put your spin on it. Connecting more to universal brotherhood and helping humanity on larger scale. So we're definitely going to see this. I happened upon like on YouTube shorts, I found this woman, I don't know her name right now. I'll probably put it into the show notes. But um, she's kind of like doing a take on these influencers that like waste a lot of food and just like do ridiculous things like throw food when they're running or they make they have this huge bowl in front of them and they make this huge bowl of cereal and they're like ridiculous so what she does is she actually is making the items and she goes out and she and she hands out to the poor and to the people in her community and i'm like I mean, some people, you know, of course she gets hate because people are like, oh, who do you think she is? And, you know, what she's trying to say? But actually she has a great message. It's like, why are you wasting food when that huge bowl of food can literally feed like 40 people? So that's what she does. And I find that like amazing. To me, that's like, I don't know her placements, but I would definitely guess that Aquarius is prominent or some 11th house energy is prominent in her chart. So it's just about like, yeah, like thinking about other people expanding the scope of yourself and moving accordingly. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the placement that kind of caught my eye when I was looking at the chart. 
And it is Saturn in Capricorn will be sextile to the south node in Scorpio. So sextile is a interaction. It's, I like to see the aspects, which are sextiles, conjunctions, oppositions. I like to see them as conversations, right? And a sextile can be a conversation, say, with a neighbor, maybe across the street that you really get along with. You know, they're cool. They they vibe with you. They might not be exactly like you, but you vibe. You vibe well. And you're like, yeah, you say hi in the morning. If you see them, you say hi in the evening, whatever. They're cool. Maybe you invite them over to your par- your house for like a party. That's a sextile, right? It's a really cool connection. So what is a connection between Saturn and the South Node? So let's have a chat about this. So... Ah, Saturn and the South Node. Mm. They are both uh, karmic energies. They both represent karmic placements in our charts. And what does that mean? What does karmic placements mean? So the South Node first, the South Node and the North Node. I'm sure you've heard this term, but let's talk about it. The South Node are energies that we have, you know, learned and relearned and redone and executed you know, probably very well to our own detriment in previous lifetimes, if you don't believe in lifetimes, previous lifetimes, childhood, that we're just really good at. We're really good at doing this particular thing in the sign. And I will get into this with Scorpio. And what we're learning to do is to move towards a little bit closer to the North Node, incorporating an opposite energy, an opposite sign, and mixing it with our South Node. We don't want to release the South Node because it's like, we're good at it. Like, if you've been a teacher for 30 years, why would you just like leave that behind if you want to be an accountant? You incorporate it, right? You maybe like learn accounting, but you like teach accounting, right? So that's kind of the South Node, North Node connection. You want to kind of incorporate both of them. So the South Node representing karmic energy. So karmic just means that these are connections, experiences, people from our past lives, our childhood that bring, you know, bring a sense of trauma or drama, I would say, to our lives. And they have lessons, you know, they they come with gifts. <laughs> the gifts are the lessons, but they're they're hard won. We have to work towards them. They're not easy. So Saturn as well has a karmic reputation. Saturn in our chart shows where we have, similar to the South Node, we have been reliving and redoing things over and over and over again, which in essence is great because it makes us really good at what that particular thing is. But it also brings a lot of maybe some, again, the trauma with that. Um, also maybe boredom, this connection to doing things by rote that is not particularly exciting anymore. So let's get back to the Saturn and Capricorn sextile South Node and Scorpio energy. So what's happening here is this sextile. I mean, remember Saturn, remember South Node, remember they represent karmic connections in our chart. And if they're sextiling, they're having some nice conversations they're hanging out for barbecues, you know, their kids are going, you know, having play dates. And what are they doing? They're talking, right? They're having conversations. They're talking. And who are they talking about? They're talking about you. They're talking about us. They're comparing notes. They're checking boxes. 
they're verifying information, you know, from previous lifetimes, from childhood. And these tough mofos are making sure that we do not repeat the same cycles. This is what they're, t- yeah, they're talking about us. They're talking, you know, the streets are talking. They are talking about us. But what they are saying is we don't want this individual person. Or again, if we're talking about individuals, a collective energy, we don't want them to repeat the same stuff. Why do they keep repeating the same things? So what are things we're, we're repeating? What are these things that keep showing up? With a South Moon and Scorpio, Saturn and Capricorn, I feel it's what we've been working through. This connection to, you know, money is is the is the is it, right? It's not about satisfaction in your job. It's about how much money you make, how much influence you have, and how famous you are. That's very much Capricorn. And we're seeing this already. We're already seeing that a lot of the influence in terms of social media and influencers are already starting to move down. It's like people are questioning big companies. They're questioning big organizations. We're seeing, you know, especially I love that what happened with Twitter where, um, you know, Elon Musk just let everyone run rampant and people were creating accounts of like BP oil and all these companies and pretty much apologizing for being total dickheads and ruining the environment. And then the companies, the real companies had to then apologize for the crap that they did. Like that is the retribution we're talking about here, right? So this sextile connection collectively, it's communicating and letting us know that the things that we were I don't know. I'm feeling like it's like the downfall of the American dream. And even even the idea that the American dream doesn't really exist. It's not a dream. And if it is a dream, it's a dream for quite a few, not the majority, right? Um, This white picket fence and 3.5 kids is not what everyone wants. Maybe some people just want to be single. Maybe some people just want children. They don't want a spouse. Um, maybe someone doesn't want a spouse altogether, right? It's like, it's us reconditioning and reconfiguring how we want to live our lives rather than what society thinks we should want. And that's what I feel this Saturn and Capricorn sextile, the South Node and Scorpio is trying to let us, to show us, to let us see that actually Saturn and Pisces is a new beginning. It's a new way of operating. Like we don't have to, subscribe to what, you know, big pharma companies want from us. And I bring up big pharma as well, because we have seen, especially in the spiritual world, a lot of spiritual um, remedies and herbalism coming to the forefront that in a sense, I would say have been lost, but have been only practiced in a few homes, right? Now we see people being certified in herbalism and really, you know, making their own cough medicine, making their own uh, remedies. And it's amazing that we're going, we're almost like going back to what works. And I feel, we'll talk about predictions in a little bit, but I feel with Saturn and Pisces, there's going to be a lot of restrictions on this because those big companies are going to get scared. They're shook, right? They're like, oh crap, like, they're learning their traditional ways. Like, you know, um, spirituality is going to be a big focus. I mean, 
it's all going to be a big thing here. Um, so it's, it's going to be restricted. So hence, let's talk about Saturn in Pisces now. So the last time Saturn was in Pisces was 1993 to 1996. So this was 30 years ago. So a little exercise, if you are over 30 years old, I would like you to think back to that time in 1993, 1996. What were you doing around that time? What was happening in your family around that time? Okay. I would definitely, if this triggers you in some way, and again, I'm going to give a trigger warning because it, especially with Saturn, it represents a lot of karmic connections. Again, that word karma, right? Um, it can represent people, situations, experiences that came into our lives and shook the crap out of us. You know, maybe it was an, a restrictive or abusive situation. Um, maybe we, our, our parents divorced or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the case, we lost a best friend. Anything that happened within that time, definitely have a look at your chart. And I would say to go to a professional astrologer like moi <laughs> or someone that you trust, I feel like anyone, and have a look at your chart. Have a look at your transit and your um, natal chart. We have to compare both, okay? And look to see what, or if you can remember what happened within that time period. And I bring that up to say that Saturn in Pisces this time around is going to have us look at what happened during that time. How did it shape us? How did it help us to grow into who we are now? And can we release this? Saturn is about learning, right? Maturity. So we cannot take those same traumas into this next cycle. Point blank period. That's what it is. Saturn in Pisces is asking us to look at the past, reflect on it, go through it, and then release it. We have to move forward. We have to. There is no way around this. And Saturn in Pisces is going to, I would say force, but yeah, kind of. It's going to put it right in our faces. It's going to be like, this is what happened. And this is not you anymore. And we need to release this. Okay. Okay, so moving from the individual psychological evaluation, <laughs> um, I feel like it's really important. I definitely um, would insist, I mean, insist, that sounds very harsh, <laughs> but it's important to look at this because I feel like it's going to come up for us whether we like it or not. It's Saturn, right? Saturn doesn't hold back. Saturn and Pluto are one of those planets, two of those planets where they're like they they come they come real <laughs> so if you're not looking at it they will bring it up to you so let's talk about what was actually happening in the collective between 1993 and 1996 so it was a lot but i'm going to narrow it down um because it's a lot so if you i'm in my 40s so if you remember waco the waco seed on the compound in texas it was crazy. Like, you know, we saw the religious group, um, the Branch Davidians um, were infiltrated by the American federal and Texas state law enforcement. Um, it started on February 28th and ended on 19th of April. Um, so it was, it was a lot. The Waco siege, definitely look it up. Um, of course, we're talking about religious 
connections there, Pisces. I will be kind of throwing these in because we're going, we might see a resurgence of things similar to this. Saying, I'm not going to say that Waco is going to happen again, but definitely the rise of cults, the rise of people forming you know, they'll say communities, whatever, whatever that might look like. I feel like we have to be really discerning and really careful about who we give our money to, our time, our energy, our soul. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm dreaming dramatic, but it's dramatic. It's Pisces, right? So, just being careful who you're listening to and who you're taking information from, and being aware and discerning about about all of that. So what also happened, um, World Trade Center bombing in 1994, again, uh, extremist religious groups um, infiltrating the United States um, airspace. And we won't go into the whole conspiracy theories about this. I'm an Aquarius and I live in conspiracy theory land. So we're not going to do this because I try to keep my podcast objective. <laughs> but yes, the World Trade Center bombing in 1994, there was a ferry in Haiti that sunk. A thousand people died in 1993, 1994, 1965. Of course, we're talking way, going way back. Um, the civil rights activism movement, stringent laws put in place um, protecting um, Black people in the States because, yeah, Jim Crow laws were a thing. They still wanted to reenact slavery. They still wanted to restrict. So civil rights movement, of course, like I said, with Pisces, it's less against the us against them mentality and it's more of a human being connection, right? Malcolm X was shot in 1964, of course, being a part of the civil rights movement. And actually it's really interesting that some new material came out recently about the shooter of Malcolm X. And of course this will happen. I feel like a lot of things happen when like in a continuous cycle, so Saturn in Pisces, he was assassinated. And again, Saturn in Pisces is coming around. And again, I don't know all the details. I'll get back on it maybe a little bit when I get more information. But that the there was evidence that, of course, more of conspiracy theorists knew this, but that the government was indeed, in fact, involved in his shooting. So this just was a thing. Um, the progression of the Vietnam War is also happening. And the big thing I want to talk about as well is Nelson Mandela. So I will go more into depth on this and we'll have a look at his chart as well in the Sad and Return episode. But Nelson Mandela was arrested and detained in 1964, Saturn in Pisces. He was released from prison 30 years later in 1993. He had a full Saturn cycle being restricted, literally restricted in prison. His Saturn cycle, I mean, immense, immense. It's, it's so, wow. I can't even like, I'm like, when I just said, looked at it and I was like speechless. He became president in 1994, again, within that Saturn and Pisces transit. So what he went through from his Saturn cycle, it wasn't his Saturn return, his Saturn's actually in Leo, but his Saturn in Pisces, what it was doing was actually, um, he also has it in the fourth house, the fourth house of home and environment. 
hence him going into prison for 30 years. So I do feel like there was some sort of, again, Mr. Saturn having to do with karma. I feel like, it sounds really heavy to say this, and we'll go into this in depth when I go into my Saturn return episode, but I do feel like he was taking a lot of the brunt of, and holding a lot of, I'm just seeing wands, like holding that 10 of wands card is coming up. He had to hold a lot of energy. Of course, South Africa apartheid was legal for, for quite a long time, way longer than it, than it should have been. And this restriction of, again, us versus them, he had to take a stand and he had to push forth and really, you know, step into his 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 power, which was always there, and resist for 30 years and fight back. That's all Saturn. I mean, if Saturn, whew, I mean, I will have a look at his chart because it's so, he's so powerful. The Saturn transit, like it, it doesn't have to be scary, but it's powerful, y'all. Like Saturn is no joke. Nelson Mandela's, just his interaction, it's, it's all Saturn. It's all Saturn. That's all I gotta say. Um, but as you can see, these are really heavy and I just mentioned a few things. These are heavy um, connections in terms of Saturn and Pisces. Last time Saturn was in Pisces, 1960s, 1960s, and 1993, 1996. And we will see possibly a repeat of some of these instances. We've already seen this with um, books by African-American authors being banned in certain states. We're seeing this as women's rights being restricted. We're seeing this as um, possibilities of, you know, wars happening in Ukraine. It's a lot of the repeat things happening because Saturn's all about, okay, what have we actually learned from this? And as a collective, it's really hard for some of us to learn these lessons and not all of us to learn these lessons. So um, I feel like some of the predictions will be definitely talking about Pisces. So we're talking about spiritual um, restriction. So if you have been, again, maybe say living under a rock, I'm a spiritual practitioner, I'm on Instagram, I'm on social media. And if you have been noticing, there are a lot of scammers that have been coming out and pretending, very Piscean, the illusion, I'm pretending to be this person. I'm, they're, they're creating your entire account, duplicating it, and then asking your followers for money very this delusion and this duplicity is very very piscean right and i do feel like just personally i feel like this has been still happening within instagram and other social media platforms because not that let's say i'm gonna say like naked person like they don't care about us yeah probably some of that there's a business but um it just ups their numbers really, right? So for them, it doesn't really matter if people are losing money or our name is being uh, dragged through the mud because, you know, are we big influencers? Are we keeping people on the platform? Probably, but not as much as like, say someone has a hundred thousand followers or whatever, um, or who's verified. So I feel the restrictions are definitely coming. We're seeing this with the rise of Christian nationalism um, that's happening. Um, you know, courtesy of, I want to say Fox News is creating this, but we're just seeing a rise of this. It's very much, um, uh, it's very, it's very crusades. Like, you know, I'm, I'm killing or I'm restricting these people in the name of God. It's, that's very Piscean, 
right? Um, we're also going to see restrictions again, like I said, with women and their bodies. Uh, Pisces also rules the womb, right? We see a cancer, anything having to do with water. So we are seeing this restriction again with how women are able to um, control their bodies, right? Of course, we have issues with race. This is still a thing. You know, we still have uh, defund the police, which is happening. And uh, police as well, I'd say some, not all police people, of course, but we do see a lot of um, almost aggression, like almost outright aggression towards Black people. Uh, so, and LGBT, LGBTQIA community as well, transgender community has been facing a lot of backlash as well. So we're going to see a lot of um, my predictions around Saturn and Pisces are more restrictions around these possibly communities and possibly people fighting back. Because remember, we had the civil rights movement was huge around this time. This was actually when things started happening. Laws were put in place. Um, you know, people, if they were trying to get into schools, they had police escorts. Things were put in place and structure was made. So I do feel like, yes, these things will be challenged, but my hope is that, again, Saturn and Pisces, we've seen this again already, that the government or powers that be, whomever, will help to facilitate change within these communities, pretty much. Okay, so that's my rant on that. <laughs> so let's get into um, the number seven. So I'm just going to tap on this a little bit. Tap, 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 because the number seven talking about numerology is really important. Okay. So 2023 is a seven year. So if we add two plus zero plus two plus three, we get seven. Okay. Saturn and Pisces, Saturn moves into Pisces on March 7th. Again, the seven energy is very strong here. And Pisces, of course, dealing with spirituality and the unknown and things we can't see and um, deities and God and uh, you know, the, the depth of the ocean and the expanse of the sky and the universe. It's all about spiritual mastery. So Saturn moving into Pisces is helping us tap into um, going deeper into our spirituality, controlling our lower instincts, you know, connecting to what is meaningful to us. Like what is in, not to be too cheesy, but what is in our ocean? <laughs> you know, what is in the depths of our ocean? What is, what is, important to us. Um, developing holistic practice, meditating more, sound healing, astrology. This is why we're seeing a boom of this. This is exactly what happened in the 60s. This is the, That was a hippie movement, right? Think back, like think back to the 60s. This is, I mean, I'm going to say not everything we want to be happening, but this is literally what's happening. Um, you know, I remember looking at some tarot decks and seeing like when they were manufactured and the majority of them were manufactured in the 60s, 60s, 70s, the old school ones. And we're seeing a resurgence. I mean, imagine 30 years from now, people will be like, man, in the 2020s, they were all about tarot. They were all about Oracle cards. And I mean, it's a huge boom. So we're already seeing this. Individually, this is a great year for slow research. So the seven is all about slowly mastering what we need about ourselves. This is not a rush job. This is not a like, you know, we see these courses and these things online, these ads are like, learn about yourself in 20 days or less, you know, boom, there you go. It's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. 
the dark night of the soul, when you're going through hard times, when you're trying to figure out who the hell you are, it doesn't happen overnight. I've been going through, I have moments of going through dark nights of the soul, which means just kind of doing shadow work, looking at myself and confronting aspects of who I am and who I was. And I've been going through the same one for the last year and a half, two years. It doesn't like, I'm not saying it doesn't end, but you grow through it. You just don't like know the night before, the, the day after, it doesn't work that way. So we're watching, we're observing, we're taking in what we're seeing around us. We're not just like, blah, you know, like I know this and blah. We gotta like be patient, think it through, right? This is about having dominion over your mind, feeling control of your life, having some control, some semblance of control of your life, um, rather than feeling like you're at the whim of circumstance. Okay, so it's important to stay focused on the big picture, trying not to allow yourself to go into an emotional spiral. I'm a moon in cancer, so I'm always in that spiral. I like, I live there. I'm like, I have a home and a residence and a summer home there. Um, but <laughs> it's important to have a look objectively at what is happening around you. Um, spending alone in quiet contemplation. So we might see um, a lot of people kind of just wanting to be, you know, of course I'm saying being a hermit, but definitely like spending some time to yourself and allowing yourself to, allowing you to get answers only from you, that inner wisdom, rather than having to search and scour the internet for answers. There's going to be a huge focus on mental health and we're already seeing this. And my hope is that companies, organizations will make, um, uh, like a wider girth in terms of um, providing mental health for their employees and possibly even, fingers crossed, extending um, vacation time, extending mental health leave, um, paternity, maternity leave, because this is all part of that. But that's my hope. And I'm hoping that happens, but I'm gonna cry some more about hope, right? <laughs> so the sevens in tarot, so the sevens in tarot are all about the point in our fool's journey where we think about choice, we think about logic, reasoning, discernment, um, trying to figure out what we know with the information we have. So yeah, I mean, I gotta just do like a quick run through, but the sevens and the ones are really what we're fighting for. We see the guy who has just jumped out of bed with one shoe, one boot, and one shoe on. Like he was, he was ready. You know, he had the wands up. Um, Seven of Swords is about what we can risk to get what we want, right? And how how far can we go? It's important as well as Seven of Swords is sometimes seen as a card of like lying and being honest with yourself. So being being careful that you're not going too far over the line. The Cups of Seven. Um, that was weird how I said that. Seven of cups. I'm not like some Shakespearean actor. <laughs> cups of seven. Um, anyway, uh, the seven of cups shows, are you choosing from a higher perspective? Are you choosing from your ego? Ooh, it's so big. This is going to be such a big theme for this year. Oh my gosh, right? Are you choosing for the higher good? Are you just choosing because you want more followers or you want more likes or you want people to notice you, which is okay. It's okay. But what does that mean in the long run? Does that mean you have more money or it just means you have like, you have clout? What does that mean, right? 
Seven of Pentacles, what are you ready to put your energy into? Where can you rest and slow down? So it's really important, again, to have that balance of contemplation, giving yourself time to think and to process and to just evaluate what's happening in your life. Okay. <clears throat> so um, Saturn and Pisces is going to be most challenging for um, four particular signs. And these are the mutable signs. I'm sorry, babies, but Pisces energy, Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, mutable signs. We're asking, you know, you're in your element, right? Because mutable signs like to think and process and, you know, have time to, you know, evaluate. Um, but Saturn and Pisces, because Saturn's involved. If it was Jupiter and Pisces, that's a different game. Jupiter, Jupiter likes you all, right? Jupiter is all about, they like having fun with Sagittarius. They like going to that mutable party. <laughs> but Saturn, not so much. Saturn's in the corner of that mutable party judging you all. I'm sorry to say, right? So if you have major placements in Pisces, Gemini, Sagittarius, or Virgo, as I do, so I would be the personal planets, your sun, moon, rising, Mercury, Venus, or Mars in any of these placements, um, you're going to be challenged to look at yourself. You can be challenged to change and to transition from what you were doing before. I've, you've been warned. <laughs> Uh, rewards are coming for Cancer and Scorpio placements, um, especially Scorpio. Uh, fixed signs have been going through it. Fixed being Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Um, but Scorpio as well, particularly because we have the eclipses happening, and we'll be talking about this as we go through the eclipses. But um, yeah, Scorpio's been having a tough run of it in particular. So if you've been doing your work, Scorpio, if you've been doing your work, Cancer, you will get the rewards advanced opportunities for Taurus and Capricorn. So similarly, again, the Taurus energy, earth signs, we have Mercury retrogrades on earth signs this year, which is, I feel Mercury retrogrades are really helpful because they help that particular sign, that placement to really like evaluate, like, do you really want to do this? Or are you doing it because you think you should be doing it? That's what I feel <laughs> retrogrades are about. So Taurus and Capricorn, you're good. You're golden. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Eight of Cups, which is what Saturn and Pisces represent. So the Eight of Cups in Tarot, oh, Eight of Cups, let's talk about it. So the Eight of Cups is any Tarot deck. It's all about moving forward, moving forward from a place, a person, a mindset, a situation that is no longer fulfilling for you. Okay, so like I said, this has been a theme, right? The Eight of Cups is pretty much letting us know that, um, you know, we... If we're not happy doing what we're doing, we need to shift. We need to change. And that's it. That's just what it is. The Eight of Cups always represents, again, it might change for different decks, but the, the gist is of someone who is moving forward and leaving behind the emotional bullshit, right? The overthinking, the procrastination, other people's uh, expectations, a relationship that they really want to work and just wasn't working. And you're moving on with just what you have on your back, right? You're just moving forward with like the cloak you have and the stick that you are walking through the hills with. That's Eight of Cups. So that is representative of the Saturn and Pisces placement. So yeah, we're going to have a big look at what is not working for us. And I'm going to say personally, I went through, like I said, I've been in my dark night of the soul for going through some shadow work for the last year and a half, two years. I took a big social media break um, for nine months in 2021. And I thought this was it. I'm gonna lose a ton of followers. 
I, people will understand it's, that's it. Right. And I left it all behind. I left those eight cups. I left them neatly stacked on a pile somewhere. And I was like, fuck this. I need to figure out what's going on within me before I move on with my business. And I did that. And again, you know, results will vary. I'm not saying to go and like, just blank out for nine months. Um, but for me, because I have Saturn and Virgo, and we will talk about this in a Saturn return episode where I will talk about Saturn opposition, which is what I had. And what it did for me was to really see like where I was pushing myself and trying to meet these standards and expectations that were not really mine. I was trying to live up to other people's what other people were doing and trying to keep up with things. And it burned my burned me out. I was burned out, right? So I needed to take that solo journey and explore who I was. And I'm still doing that. I'm not saying this is like, I know who I am now. Um, but now I have a better idea though, for sure. So I feel like for a lot of us, especially Saturn and Pisces people, this is what your Saturn return is going to be about. I'm going to talk about this in the Saturn return episode because Eight of Cups you're going to have to love this card. I feel like sit with this card, meditate with this card, sleep with this card, put it under your pillow, shower with this card, do whatever you got to do because that eight of cups is going to be your mantra. It's going to be like, what is not making you happy? And though it sounds simplistic, but you got to release it. But like, it's not working. Why are you holding on to it? Right? I feel a lot of us, again, prediction energy here, a lot of us will probably shift the way we work right? All the Saturn's about how we work, right? How we, how we manage our money, how we earn money in this world. So we might see a lot of people um, shifting the way that they operate, the way that they are showing up. And um, for myself included, I mean, I started a podcast, right? This is very different. I was relying so much on social, on Instagram and social media. I put all of my eggs in that basket and I wasn't getting what I needed from that. I wasn't getting, um, the nurturing I, re- I needed from this. And I was like, I need to expand. Like, what the hell am I doing? Right? So I feel like a lot of us will get back, again, going back to 1993, 30 years ago, or if you're younger than 30, just thinking back to what you like to do in your childhood, what really made you happy. You might need to have like a past life regression session or something along those lines if you can't remember. Um, but those things will make you happy. Those things will bring satisfaction and fulfillment. Okay, and doing more of those things, which will in essence actually make you money. That's how it works. That's how Saturn works. Saturn is not that complicated. Saturn's like, you like it, so I I make you the money. I'm sorry, I'm doing a bad accent, but Saturn's like, yeah, you like it, so I give you the money. Like this is what you do. It's 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 not rocket science, right? So let's see. I feel like um I'm gonna jump a little bit into um, the signs. Now, first let's talk about full moon in Virgo really quickly, because the full moon in Virgo happens on the same day that Saturn's in Pisces. So that is like a mind fuck, to be honest. So it's moon opposing Saturn. So the full moon in Virgo is opposing the opposite sign, Saturn and Pisces. So opposing just means they're looking at each other from across the room and it's like, who invited you? You know, <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You know, um, Adriana, um, So anyway, (laughs) moon opposing Saturn. So the big lessons for this is like attracts like, law of attraction, okay? So pretty much um, 
yeah it's pretty much like if we're in this woe is me energy if we're in a defeatist kind of energy we will attract more of it and i'm not trying to be like doomsday energy but yeah that's saturn saturn is very simple you what you put in you get out right so law of attraction if you don't know what this is i might put a link to it i'll find some good videos for it but you know pretty much it's like what you're feeling internally will be um shown to you externally point blank pushing past fear so a lot of us could be very apprehensive and fearful for changing and doing something new understandable right the Saturn is our backup. Saturn is like the ultimate backup. You want Saturn in your in your corner, right? Uranus, Uranus is unpredictable. You're maybe you know you're in a fight and you think Uranus has your back and Uranus has your, your backpack or something, and Uranus has already gone home. Uranus is on the bus <laughs> on the way home. It's like, damn, you're right, you know. <laughs> Uranus is not reliable. Saturn is reliable. Saturn is the friend that will like. If you throw two blows, Saturn throws two blows. Like Saturn got you, right? So that fearfulness, and I get it. I'm I'm always there. You know, I'm I have a lot of Saturn energy in my chart too. You have to push past it, sit with it a little bit, and just like allow that trust to happen. Feeling the joy. So yeah, <laughs> taking life too seriously, it stops all the joy out of it. And Saturn, yeah, Saturn can be seen as like a rule maker or restrictor but saturn just wants you to be happy right it wants you to be responsible um inner child healing is going to be really big around this time so in childhood if you may have been pushed to accept responsibility um or having a hard time dealing with pressure or living up to standards like i said or feeling loved or rejected all these things are going to come up with saturn and pisces like i said going back I'm going to be like a broken record about this because 1993, going back 30 years, if you're younger than that, go, you know, really sit with your childhood. What things are coming up for you? Saturn, this moon opposing Saturn, full moon in Virgo is going to help you to work through this. Okay. So really kind of trusting it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go through the signs next. All right. So I'm... I feel like I love talking about Saturn. I just love that we're going to have this whole cycle of recordings and episodes about Saturn. So this was the Saturn in Pisces one, kind of talking about the transition from Aquarius into Pisces. And I feel like the next one, we're going to go deeper into the how Saturn will show up in the different houses for you and talk about the rising signs and what your lessons are going to be because it's going to be serious. And I didn't want to like fly by that. I didn't want to like give each, <laughs> each placement one minute of information because it's, it's deep. This is important. So I'm going to make this a whole nother episode and it's going to be the next episode. So yeah, it's going to be uploaded already because I can't stop talking. I already started. So y'all going to get, you're going to be sick of me. You're going to be sick of me. So <laughs> check out the next episode where we talk about what Saturn is going to be teaching you um, based on your rising sign. So, you know, for Aries rising, Taurus rising, Gemini, and so on. So check out the next episode. It's been lovely chatting with you all and have a wonderful week. Thank you. 
I am Malorin, and you have been listening to the Moon Lady Divination Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's been great chatting with you. If you'd like to work with me further, either in one-to-one sessions or group classes, please check out my website at www.moonladydivination.com. And don't forget to follow me on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the same handle, at Moon Lady Divination. All links are available in the show notes, and don't forget to leave a rating and review to help the show grow on your favorite listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. May your days be filled with magical realness. Blessed be.